My name is Luna Casey, and welcome to the New England Ghost Stories podcast, where every other week we will explore the legends, myths, and tales of hauntings in and around New England. Whether you are a believer of things that go bump in the night or not, we hope you enjoy these chilling tales of the supernatural. When you think of pirates, warm tropical climates probably come to mind. Places like the coast of Florida or islands in the Caribbean. You probably don't think of pirates living in the Northeast, but as it turns out, the islands off the coast of New England were popular hangouts for the swashbuckling set. Take the Isles of Shoals, for example. The Isles of Shoals are a group of small islands approximately six miles off the coast of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. These islands border the states of Maine and New Hampshire, and they were named by the English explorer Captain John Smith in 1614. Yes, that Captain John Smith. The islands belonging to New Hampshire are Star Island, Lunging Island, CV Island, and White Island. Over the years, they served as fishing port, a haven for the occasional pirate, a summer retreat for artists and the well-to-do, and for more than a hundred years, the site of a Unitarian Conference Center. The most notable pirate to take up residence was Blackbeard. Blackbeard, whose real name was Edward Teach, may have started out as an English privateer in the Spanish Succession War, fought from 1701 to 1714. After the war, he became a full-fledged pirate, preying on vessels and settlements in the West Indies and along the Atlantic coast of North America. Blackbeard is believed to have frequented London Island, he and his crew would go in for drinks at a small tavern on the island, and the locals didn't seem to care where they got the money that they spent so freely. One of these visits to Lunging Island, it's believed that Blackbeard buried his treasure. In 1718, Blackbeard married his 13th wife, though some say it was more like 15th. After the honeymoon, he left her on the island while he went seafaring. She waited and waited for him, but he would never return. A few months later, he was killed fighting Virginia's Captain Maynard on Ocracoke Island off North Carolina. To herald the pirate's defeat, Maynard displayed the bearded head on his bowsprit all the way back to his home port. Now, if you really want to have someone coming back to haunt you, take his head. People do not want to go into the next world without their heads, and Blackbeard is no exception. The pirate's ghost has been seen walking along the shore on Lunging Island. He also 
has been seen on a sandbar at low tide, digging. Is he burying his treasure or digging it up? His widow, Mrs. Teach, has also been seen on the island. His poor bride continued to wait for him until her own death in 1735. Some people have claimed to see a woman in a long white dress walking along the shore. The only sound they hear is a voice saying, he will come back. A similar figure has also been seen on Star Island and White Island. Is this the same spirit or maybe one of his other wives? We may never know. Star Island is the home of another spirit, Betty Moody. According to legend, during an Indian attack, Betty Moody and her two children hid in a nearby cave. To keep the children from whimpering, Betty covered their mouths with her hands, but she ended up suffocating them. To this day, horrific screams can be heard coming from the cave as Betty Moody forever mourns the loss of her children. When we return, we'll head to the mainland and find out why Portsmouth might just be the most haunted city in New Hampshire. How would you feel if you never had to go to the grocery store again? With Instacart, you don't have to. You can place an order online and have it delivered right to your door, in some areas in as little as one hour. Did you forget that secret ingredient for the special dish you promised to bring to the family gathering? Or maybe you're sick in bed with a cold and you just ran out of cold medicine. Instacart can run to the store for you and deliver it right to your door. And if you go to newenglandghoststories.com or our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories and click on the Instacart link, your first order of $35 or more will be delivered free. What do you have to lose? Log on to our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories or NewEnglandGhostStories.com today and click on the Instacart link. You'll be glad you did. And now, back to our story. Portsmouth, New Hampshire has no shortage of haunted locations. Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse is one of those locations. The lighthouse station was first established in 1771. It was the first lighthouse station north of Boston. It is technically on Newcastle Island, which at the time was part of Portsmouth. Newcastle Island is a tiny island that is only about three quarters of a square mile. The current 48-foot-high structure was built in 1878. The lighthouse is now part of an active Coast Guard base and is adjacent to Fort Constitution. Portsmouth Harbor Light hasn't had a keeper since 1948. 
The totally automated lighthouse is maintained by a group of volunteers called the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. Some of the members of the Friends group have experienced strange things while working in the lighthouse. While working alone in the lighthouse, two separate people describe hearing a disembodied male voice. Could this be the spirit of a former lighthouse keeper still at his post? Joshua Card was lighthouse keeper for 35 years. He loved his job and didn't want to leave it. However, at age 85, Joshua was forced into retirement. Did he return to his beloved lighthouse after his death? Those at the Coast Guard station have witnessed some strange things also. All parts of the base are monitored, and one night the closed-circuit TV showed a woman in a long gown walking along the seawall that led to the lighthouse. But when the staff looked out the window, they couldn't see anyone on the seawall. Then there are the footsteps that suddenly appeared on the helicopter pad. One night, two pairs of barefoot prints appeared across the helicopter pad, one adult and one child-sized. The footprints seemed wet and they traveled about 30 feet where they continued around a corner of a building and then led right into the water. The lighthouse keeper's house has also seen some paranormal action. Built in 1872, the keeper's house now holds offices. Staff report hearing footsteps coming from areas of the house that have been sealed off. And when they've gone to investigate, they've found no explanation for the noises. One of these spirits may be that of Connie Small. She was the wife of Elson Small, who was the last keeper of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. By all accounts, Connie was a sweet, artistic woman who saw the beauty in everything. She truly loved the lighthouse. And after it was automated, the Friends Group made Connie Small the honorary chairperson until her death at the age of 103. The spirits at Portsmouth Harbor Light don't seem to be scary or dangerous. They're just people who loved the lighthouse so much that they never wanted to leave. Thank you for listening to New England Ghost Stories. New episodes are added every other Thursday. This episode of New England Ghost Stories was written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Vysislav Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to New England Ghost Stories on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at your favorite podcast directory. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star review.
And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, please leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Luna Casey.